Welcome to the Conquer Your Draft Podcast, where fantasy champions are made. Welcome back to the Conquer Your Draft Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Josh, and with me as always is Mike. Right off the bat, I just want to apologize to everyone that we did not have an episode recorded for week 15. Uh, I had to travel for work due to weight restrictions. I couldn't take my uh, recording equipment with me, and I got stuck with a weather delay. So by the time that I was actually back to my house and able to record, it was already Friday uh, past the point where uh, we our episode would have already aired at that point. And so I was not able to uh, meet with Mike at any point this week and record. So I just wanted to get that out there. Uh, apologize to anyone who missed last week. Hopefully you you made it through the playoff opener uh, without us, and uh, we look forward to keep helping you for the rest of the fantasy football season. Uh, now that that's out of the way, we have a slightly different introduction than normal, so I'm going to be uh, addressing Mike as a reporter and him as his uh, in his role as a fantasy football coach slash manager. So, Coach, uh, how do you feel your, your team did this week? I don't know what you want me to say. Everyone says football is a team sport. We win as a team. We lose as a team. No, we lost as individuals. I drew up a great game plan. I drafted well. I made great moves. Fantastic and epic trades. It's my players who didn't do anything. They are bad at football. People say no excuses, no excuses. I have excuses for you. 16 of them. Nine starters and seven on my bench. My quarterback's out there. He's playing like a champion. What does my lead running back do? He's basically on Madden rookie mode. My defense, they're basically Oprah. You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. Everybody gets a touchdown. Did we have a chance this week? No, because we're bad at football. Zay Flowers was basically Trump at the Republican debate. Nowhere to be seen. No credit to my opponent at all. They're not good either. It's my team. We stink. We are terrible. My team is to blame for everything because they can't play football. My receivers are afraid of the ball. Taysom Hill went to the wrong field. I played like Joe Biden trying to get on an airplane. People always say in the locker room, we're here as a team, we're in this as a team. No, not me. This team sucks. I'm out of here. This team was garbage. (laughs) First of all, I love, love the amount of viral references that you put into that. I tried to put as many as possible to to showcase my feelings, uh, especially the, the, uh, one of the best viral videos of all time the the honest football coach uh, yeah i gotta credit him for most of that speech that i turned but uh all in all my team lost i finished first and i got beat out in the first round of the playoffs by the eighth ranked team my team couldn't even break 100 points uh absolutely awful terrible i am the 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 commissioner of my home league i've been running this forever this was my year this was it. We, we, I had a great team. I, people were talking about it, saying I'm a Hall of Famer, I'm a Hall of Famer, everything going really well. And here we go. Absolute terrible. No one showed up except my quarterback. I give lots of love to Brock Purdy. He's, he's a champion. Everyone else stinks. Terrible, terrible team. It was an awful week. I couldn't believe what I was watching while I was watching it. I should have won last week. And yet, here we go. I'm out. So there you go. (laughs) There you go, Josh. It paves the way for you to be in another Super Bowl because I'm out. We're down to the final four. I'm not part of it anymore. And I'm out. 
Yeah, I, I, I did win, so I'm still moving on. Um, I have a tough matchup uh, ahead of me this week, uh, playing the person I thought that you were going to be playing, because I, I thought you were going to win your matchup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you actually texted me saying that, like, oh, assuming you win your matchup, you're playing this person. Good luck there. And you end up having to play them. Um, listen. Yep. Little House League update of the four teams left. Three of them are relatively high-scoring teams. They've been good for most of the year, so we kind of got three teams left. The, your, the opponent you're playing, he was in a terrible position and just won, 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 and ended up getting into the playoffs. He has a good team. That's a tough matchup for you. Um, I personally think the person who beat me will lose this week. <laughs> so that's what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to be the other team, the fifth ranked team who will go to the Super Bowl to play either you um, or, or your opponent this week. That's a tough matchup for you. All the best. Doesn't matter. Basically, Josh, I don't even know what I'm doing with myself over the holidays. My plan for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day was to be watching football. Now what am I going to do? Spend it with family? Like ridiculous. Well, you and I are facing off in the semifinals in our sleeper league, so you Which, could still watch football. Yeah, it's the only league I'm still in, because I lost in the first round of the playoffs in my other fan, NFL fantasy football league. I happened oh, to no. win. <laughs> yeah, so I'm out in that league, too. So I happen to win. The only league I'm still in, yes, is, is the sleeper league. You and I face off in the second round in that one. Because I did manage to win, which was a bit of a surprise. I I was the underdog team, but I, I have you a were, decent yeah. team. Um, I think I think I've I've lost a lot of games this year, but I think I have an okay team. So I think that'll be an interesting battle this week. But yeah, I mean, basically, I'm in one league left. I've got one league left, one team left. But the house league's the one that I obviously care about. That's the focus. That's the bragging rights. Uh, and I'm I'm gonna you have no oh, I'm not gonna want to talk I'm not gonna talk to you if you win if you were the champion for thirty year in a row I I can't face you I can't do it I can't deal with you. That's fair, and you know what? So there's there's two things we've talked about it in previous episodes. I want to circle back to them now in fresh fresh eyes after what's went on in week the first week of the playoffs there. So the trade deadline maneuvers. Yours ended up costing you your week. Yeah. Uh, and and the maneuvers that I had to do as a result, get rid of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Hurts. Uh, I mean, I would have been fine with Jalen Hurts because Dak Prescott scored less than 10 points. So that, that didn't really week. matter. Um, but getting rid of Tyreek Hill saved me by putting in CD Lamb. So thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, on paper... My deals were excellent, and this is the big problem. And I mean, that's why you play the games, right? Like, that's the idea. You play the games, and that's why it's interesting, and that's why we do this, whatever. But at the end of the day, on paper, my team should not have performed that poorly. Like, oh, across no. the no. board, they they absolutely stuck up the joint. A.J. Brown is 100% a player to bl- blame here. I mean, I don't... And Barkley. He, Barkley, he, Zay Jones, di- I, like, he disappeared. Er- not Zay Jones, uh, Flowers. Sorry, Zay Flowers. Sorry, Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers disappeared. He completely yeah. disappeared this week. A.J. Brown, terrible. Saquon Barkley, terrible. Taysom Hill was on the field for touchdowns for the Saints, but was, like, standing there. He doesn't block. He's not a blocker. What's he doing on the field if you're not going to throw the ball to him? He did absolutely nothing. Those three players, like, to begin with, are, are part of my problem. Ayuk, nothing. Here we have Brock Purdy, like, just tearing up a storm, throwing to literally everybody 
except Ayuk. Yep. I was Absolutely watching that every time, they, every time they scored a touchdown. I was like, oh, was it Ayuk? Nope. Someone else. Someone else. If it wasn't Someone else. for Brock Purdy, and, you know, I, I obviously, like, I mean, I made fun of my defense. There was more for comedy. My defense did well, and Brock Purdy did well. And I, I had some players doing okay, but it doesn't matter. No matter, like, I, I could sit here and be like, okay, there was one move that I made that I regretted in terms of starting and sitting. But that's it. There were other players who performed well on my bench, but I wasn't going to play them over my starters. I just wasn't. So as far as I'm concerned, it was on these best players to do something, just like a real football team. You've got to have your best players show up and perform. They did not. It was an absolute letdown at the worst possible time. And it wouldn't have been so bad if it's one of them. Okay, everyone can have like an off week. I get that. Four players had off weeks this week, all in my life. Ridiculous. Like my team is closer to the way your team was. Dak Prescott has an off week. Well, you have other players who can perform around them to compensate for that. That didn't happen for me. (laughs) That just didn't happen. (laughs) So now looking back, your opinion on first, like uh, first and second place getting bye weeks? No, it wouldn't. Like you, if if you had the bye week, you would have you would have skipped past that, and your bad sure, but your then, players' bad but weeks then if, wouldn't have mattered. But then, if my players had a bad week this week, then it would hurt me. Like that's just to me, that's just random. Like a bye week, my opinion on bye week doesn't change. I don't like sitting around and doing nothing. I think you should have to play every week. I don't even like teams, football teams, having bye weeks. I think it, it ends up like injuries are one thing, but then to have to figure out bye weeks is part of your strategy. I think that's ridiculous. So no, I, 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 my opinion on bye weeks haven't changed. Like it's to me, it's you, you, you got to play every week. You got to put a team out there. They've got to perform. You can have off weeks, but you're supposed to have balance. To me, this is, this is a player issue. This is an individual player issue. There are players that I have drafted year in, year out, or tried to acquire the past couple of years, they're on a list now. I have a list of players. I I don't care what the rankings say next year. I won't draft them. Because something has to change here. I lost in the fantasy football championship two years in a row. This year, I come back. I win the league. I'm number one ranked in the league. Kicked out of the first round of the playoffs. Major changes have to happen. I can't fire myself. I would. If I could do it, I would. Like just, just like every other job out there who won't hire me, if I, I would do the same thing. I wouldn't take myself right now either. I couldn't get a job to save my life right now. But I can't do that. I can't fire myself. So what do I have to do? Their players are going to take the heat. I'm going to have to completely change things up. I'm going to look at my draft strategy hard this year. I'm going to study extra hard. You know, there's someone out there, Josh, who's going to remain nameless. I'm not going to name who they are, and I'm not going to embarrass them. But they told me after this loss to try to make me feel better. Hey, what if next year you just wing it as opposed to putting in all this effort? And I said, I'm two seconds from never speaking to you ever again. So I decided to let that comment go. Um, the person doesn't know much about football, so that's fine. I'm going to let that go. No, I'm studying extra hard. My studying time doubles. My life becomes more about football this year because something's got to change. This was ridiculous. My team is to blame. That wasn't a joke. That's part of my thing at the beginning. I truly believe that it's the players, the individual players who are to blame. Space Force, which is by my name in the next couple of years, we're going to re- be rebranding as well for next year. Uh, it's obviously not working. We got to do all yeah, the gonna... rebrand. Uh... I, I did have that thought uh, independently yesterday. I was like, yeah, he might he might need to just it's a rebrand, uh, just to restart. Yeah, just dump the name. It's not working out for him. I, well, I, can't I did that fire with my me, so I got to do everything else. 
Yep, my uh, my team logo. I switched it up, and I don't think I lost a game. I think I maybe only lost one game after that because that was back when I was sitting at sixth in the league. Yeah, we're going to have a new identity. Little rebrand and bounce back worked out for me, so maybe it can work out for you. New identity, Um, rebrand next year, rethinking my strategy. But there are players, and mark my word, I'm going to be petty about it. I got a list. I got it going right here. I got a list of players I will not draft next year, period. And you're like Ryan from the office. (laughs) They've they've wronged (laughs) you, so they're on your list. They're on the list, and they're not coming off. Well, my uh, so my experience with bye weeks actually, I had the opposite because in not in our league, obviously we don't have the bye week, but in one of the other ones that I'm in, where I had a first round bye, uh, CJ Stroud was my quarterback, and obviously he missed week 15, so that saved me a huge headache of trying to scramble and find a quarterback last minute. I'm probably going to still have to make a decision at quarterback for this week because I will talk about it in the news, but it doesn't seem likely that he's going to play this week either. Um, But it gives me at least an extra week of seeing some of these backup quarterbacks play and, you know, who do I want to shoot my shot on uh, versus having to do it kind of going in blind. So I quite enjoyed having the bye week for that reason. I didn't have to worry about that. Just, oh, my player's injured or he's questionable. Who cares? Moving on, looking at next week, looking at matchups, making some lineup moves a week ahead because I can. I don't need to worry about who I'm starting this week. Yeah, I Uh, guess at the end of the day, though, to me, it's just it could be so random the other way. You could have had 170 points during your bye week and all your players wasted a really good week, especially the streakiness of some players this year. That's one thing that has really hurt me. I know this year is how streaky some players are, where they'll get they'll have a week being like, oh, 30 points. And then the next week, they'll seven. And it just happens. That's part of it. Yeah. It is, and some players are more consistent. Like some people, and that's one of the things that I think I'm going to be looking for in my draft strategy next year is players who are more consistently good. Because I will say there are players out there who, yeah, they're not flashy, but they get you consistent points every single week. And they're a little bit more consistent than some of the flashy players um, that I have out there. One other thing I wanted to mention that you just brought up, I find it really interesting this year, the quarterback situation, where... In the past, injuries to a quarterback would affect the whole lineup. But this year, I'm really not even that worried about who's at quarterback for a lot of my players in fantasy because all these backups keep having, like, pretty good weeks. They're doing good. The the Vikings offense was pretty much regular last week. I don't think they won, but, but they had good points. Yeah, it's not not good for me because I'm going up against Justin Jefferson this week. So I'm hoping I'm hoping he uh, Nick Mullins has a Josh Dobbs scenario and he just falls back down and doesn't. And is that is that Detroit that they're playing? I I believe it is. Yeah, because because Detroit's defense has been so hit and miss, that could be a big offensive game. Like that could that could be a big trouble. Yeah, Yeah, that could spell trouble for you definitely. I think the biggest thing that I can think of going into the week that you have is your opponent has at least two players who are going to be playing on Thursday. And Thursday is such a questionable day. Yes, there's been great offensive games. Don't get me wrong, this year's been different. But sometimes Thursdays with a short week can still be really bad games. So I, I look at, okay, if you have someone on Thursday, yeah, they could have a great game. But there's that added potential of, that might be tough. 
that might be a tough one. So if they don't perform quite as well because it's a Thursday, that could be an advantage as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping his team just starts off in a hole and he doesn't climb back out of it. But we'll see. He's we'll got see a good lineup. He's got he three, three really solid running backs, three pretty solid receivers. Um, you know what I need this week? I need a great Ayuk week. Because yeah, so Debo Samuel, Samuel had a great yeah, yeah, and Samuel's one of those players that recently over Ayuk has been like thirty plus points, or at least in the teen, high teens and into the thirties several times. Like he's at least four or five weeks in a row where Samuel's been fantastic. So that's like a tough. That's tough as well when it came to having Ayuk, because Samuel just really taking over. Where earlier in the year was all Ayuk. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Uh... I'm really hoping IU takes a spot back for at least one week. At least you're facing Kyle Pitts, right? So <laughs> that's true. Yep. That could, yep. That this will, this is going to be the week he scores 60 fantasy points. Yeah. This is the, the, this, this will be his just, coming up part of this week. He'll have an amazing, he'll break a record. He'll have 60 points. <laughs> yeah. Bijan will get zero and Kyle Pitts will get 60. And that was that my fear about potentially facing this opponent. In, in the second round was he had ATN who I traded to him. And I thought, yep. what if that, that'll be the week in my head? I was like, well, that'll be the week. AJ Brown will do nothing. And ATN will have 25, 30 points. And it'll bite me <laughs> that I traded him ATN for AJ Brown, essentially. Um, so, but Hey, I mean, I guess I avoid that by not being yeah. in it anymore. I'd rather be, that is a way to avoid it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather be uh, playing, but here we are. Yeah. Um, well, before we dive into the news, I just want to remind everyone, uh, if you have any fan questions for us, you can reach out to us on social media through uh, Instagram, Facebook, threads, or on X. You can go to conqueredraft.com. We also have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash conqueredraft. If uh, you want access to our Discord with additional start-sit options, Thursday night start-sit options, trade targets, waiver wire targets, and... Uh, not really in a factor right now, but as we go through the the off season and gear up for next season, we will do a draft analyzer as well. Tell you some areas that you might want to improve upon, some areas that you're strong in, weak in, all that good stuff. And uh, a, a few of you did reach out to us last week regarding our uh, our episode not airing. So, like, we do appreciate that. It lets us know, you know, you're out there. We're not just talking into the void. We we really appreciate that. And so, thank you uh, for reaching out because I think a lot of people thought, oh, maybe it just didn't upload. So we appreciate that you were you were looking out for it. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we didn't record, but that is helpful to reach out to say, oh, it's late or it's later than it usually is. If there is a tech issue, that was still helpful to have that. So thanks, everyone who, who reached out. Yeah, just blame it on uh, Canadian winters. Yep. And, air, and air travel. <laughs> for you Americans that are listening, uh, that would be like living in basically like Buffalo and Minnesota and Cleveland and that's basically and trying to there. trying to fly in a plane that between them only that has like eight seats on it. It's a small yeah. plane. <laughs> Tiny. You don't plane. risk you don't risk getting it with weather. <laughs> no, no. All right, let's dive into the news. There, uh, we'll touch on some of the the highlights from Week 15, and then uh, everything else that'll impact Week 16. Uh, so Joe Flacco has been named the quarterback for the Browns for the rest of the season. Uh, no longer a competition there. The offense has been doing all right with them. Nothing and that spectacular, but so they're late. all right. 
That defense yep. is so elite, and they're playing so elite that they just they don't need. I it, think it makes up the for it. Yeah. To be that good, yeah. Because I think their last two games are Houston and the Jets, and with the quarterback situation in Houston, like that's the defense is set up to really be able to shut their opponent down. So Flacco just needs to be okay, and that's all he's been, and he's he's gotten the job done. Yeah. Yep. Just be a game manager. Yeah. Uh, so Justin Herbert suffered a fractured index finger back in week 14. He's, I think he's had the surgery now, and he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Keenan Allen missed week 15. I'm not sure if he's going to come back for week 16 or not. I haven't seen anything yet. Uh, I don't really see what the what the point would be, to be honest. I mean, why risk making it worse? You're not, like, what are you coming back to play for? Your team's not making the playoffs. Uh, your head coach... Uh, and Andrew general managers, your head coach, Brandon Staley and GM Tom Telesco both got fired after they got absolutely destroyed. So maybe for Keenan Allen, you know, just focus on getting healthy and look towards next season, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I that's just, probably what they'll do. Like, that's what they should do. Like, there's no, your season's done. Um, I, I don't see what the value to rushing someone back at this point would be. No, kind of like the like with Ramondre, you know, why why bother bringing it back and potentially making it worse, you know, just ride into the sunset for this season, come back next year. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Pickett did not play in week 15, so the Steelers went with Mitch Trubisky. He's now been benched because of his week 15 performance, and they're looking at starting Mason Rudolph in week 16. So if you have a Steeler... That could get uh, pretty scary in your lineup. Yeah, I mean that's another team that uh, I know their standing situation is a little better, but I think I think they're done. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're. I don't like they're not mathematically eliminated, but they're. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I'm. Uh, yeah, I would I be would, very surprised. I would be very surprised if they make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Tyreek Hill still considered day to day with an ankle injury. He did not play in week 15. Um, I would say he's, I'd be surprised if he's not back for week 16 because they, they need to win. They need to keep that lead over the bills. The bills have been, uh, winning a lot of matchups and seeding is very important at this point. Yeah. The bills definitely are, uh, are looking a lot better than they were and they, they beat some pretty tough teams. So if you assume that the bills are kind of back or at least have it going for them right now, football's a streaky game and, and they're on a hot streak. You've got to get them back because you need Hill back. You need to try to get those points. Um, it's a really, really tight conference. So yeah, I think, I think they got to get him back. If he's, if he's even remotely able to play that he'll be in there. Yeah. He just adds a whole other level to their offense. I mean, I know they still did fine uh, against the Jets, but I mean, it's it's the Jets. Yeah, I would have been I would have been very surprised if they didn't do well against that team. Uh, but now they're going up against the Cowboys. That's a much harder defense. It didn't look like it when the Bills were playing them, but uh, they are a much harder defense. So you this want will be a bounce your, back your game. There. Yeah, like da- like that's going to be a bounce back game for Dallas. They had a rough go Buffalo. There, I don't think they'll let themselves uh, have another bad one. Like Miami is an easier defense than Buffalo is. So I'm sure they'll offense will at least be cooking, but I could see Dallas's defense turning around and like really giving um, 
Miami a hard time. Now, Miami does have a lot of weapons, but I think if you have Hill in there, that's a better chance. Because then you've got Hill, you've got Waddle, you've got two strong running backs. So you've got enough that Dallas won't be able to focus on one person. If they shut someone down, someone else will be able to take their place. Yeah, that's right. Uh, like we spoke about a little bit earlier, so CJ Stroud's in the construct, uh, concussion protocol. Sorry, he didn't play in Week 15, and as of today's recording, it doesn't look like he's going to play in Week 16 either. Uh, Darren Waller returned from the IR in Week 15. He did okay against the Saint, or yeah, against the Saints. I think he had six points. So, I mean, their their offense hasn't been terrible in terms of the passing game with Devito, but. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still, it's not a good offense, you know, so he's more of just an upside play. You know, you hope that he has a big game at the tight end position and kind of pushes you over the, over the finish line. But at the same time, like he could go out there and score two points and you lose your week. So it's a very risky play. Jamar Chase suffered an AC joint sprain in week 15. He's going to miss some time. He's already been ruled out for week 16. Uh, He's kind of... I think that's going to come down to, you know, just where they're sitting in terms of the playoff hunt come week 17 and week 18 for if he's going to come back or not. Because right now they're they're still in the hunt. I don't think they have a – they don't have a wild card spot at the moment, I don't think. No, I don't think so. But they should be able to win this game against the Steelers. So I would say – I would be surprised if he doesn't try to – to tough it out and just be on the field. Because even if he's out there doing nothing, just his presence – changes how a defense has to handle your team right so i would be surprised if they don't suit him up even if he's just out there as a human pylon yeah uh aaron Rodgers. it's been confirmed he will not play again this season um it it had come out earlier last week that it would kind of be based upon the jets record the jets got killed they're out of the playoff hunt what's the point of bringing Rodgers back now? So uh, Robert Sala came out and said, you know, we're not going to play him this year. So we'll have to wait till next year to see the return of Aaron Rodgers, which is what I predicted. I don't even remember how many weeks ago now when we last spoke about his, his Achilles, you know, we, I, I think you and I shared the same view. Mike was that he was not coming back this year. Like there was, it didn't make sense medically in terms of actual football play. Like it didn't make any sense for him to come back. And now that is what's happened. Yeah, like at the end of the day, even if you're feeling a little bit better, why risk it, like we said before, when you're not a playoff team? You're not going to make it to the playoffs. It's not happening for you this year. I mean, chances are, especially with who he is, he's going to want to be back next year. So it's probably that type of move. Like, let's safeguard for a comeback next year. Yeah, yeah, which which makes the most sense. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence and Michael Pittman both suffered concussions in week 15. They're both in the concussion protocol and Ravens running back Keaton Mitchell suffered a season ending ACL injury in week 15. So he was kind of an explosive flashy player making a mark on the backfield. And uh, unfortunately uh, his season's now done. So it's the second Ravens running back to be gone for the season due to injury. Uh, Titans QB Will Levis suffered a sprained ankle in Week 15, and their uh, their overtime in the overtime period there, it looked a lot worse. So I, I'm surprised mm-hmm. that's all that happened. Um, I definitely thought that was going to be a much more 
long-term like significant injury. Um, but that's great for him. Chiefs have placed wide receiver Sky Moore on IR ending his season. And the Falcons have decided they're going to start with Taylor Heineke in week 16. Like could they just, could they start a different head coach in week 16 too? So they're going to save need, me. Yeah. They're going to need something to change there moving forward. Like this, this team is not sustainable the way it is. Like they're misusing the talent that they have. Yeah. Bijan had negative fantasy points. I could have not started a running back and I actually would have scored better better off. (laughs) I would have been better off just leaving an empty running back on my starting line. Bijan, Tyler Algier, Kyle Pitts, like these are talented young players. They, they've got to get a better coach in there and they've, they honestly, they've got to get a, a better quarterback. Like they've they've got to find someone else who can fit in. Now, I think they're I think they're a team that is primed to grab a big free agent quarterback this summer. Because I think they've got the young talent around it, and they've probably got a little bit more financial flexibility. That if they can get a good quarterback in there, it'll be great. But not if they call plays like this. Like they've got to they've got to get the coach fixed as well. Yeah, it's like. You have an elite tight end, uh, an elite. Well, you have an elite tight end in Kyle Pitts. You haven't used him for talent wise, yeah. Two, two years, yeah. Uh, Drake London could be an elite wide receiver. He's not yep. used properly. And Bijan yep. Robinson, elite running back. And let's and not even use him. Behind Bijan, you've got like a talented running back in Algier and Cordell Patterson, who's proven in the past he can catch the ball, he can run the ball, he can throw the ball, like he can be that multi use player. So that's five major offensive weapons we just named three of the or six i should say well three i guess five three that are like elite and then two pretty good so if you have a quarterback like imagine a kirk cousins on this team that's that's where my mind went actually when you said free agent that that's where my mind went. is that they yeah they signed him they sign him maybe they draft another young receiver you give him some good weapons around him and a great running game he'd be like he'd be excellent minnesota did that for years and they were excellent offensively. But it doesn't matter if you're going to call plays the way they do. Like, they don't even try to use players like Bijan and Kyle Pitts, Cordell Patterson in, in in ways they should. It's so random what they do. Even I, I know they have a tight end that everyone's kind of happy about, too. I don't know his name off the top of my head. But they're happy about another tight end other than Kyle Pitts. Like, they got another one that they like. So Johnny you've got Smith, all yeah. – Johnny Smith, yeah. It was another, like, young guy who they like. So you've got all these weapons. If you have an experienced quarterback at the helm and a better play caller, this team could do some damage. Yep. It it, it must be frustrating being a Falcons fan, just seeing, like, with your eyes, like, what could be and then what actually happens. Well, and you'd be pretty excited. And I, I know we would we talk about it. If Kirk Cousins signs with the Falcons, we would be talking about heading into next year how these weapons are now a little bit higher up on all our rankings. The problem is whoever the coach is is going to matter because if it's the same coach, well, (laughs) is it going to be different? I hope so, but is it? So I I think they need two things, an elite quarterback and then a coaching change. And then we'd be sitting here saying, okay, if Kirk Cousins is the quarterback, everyone's value starts to go up because this team will be very effective in fantasy. Absolutely. Well, speaking of being effective in fantasy, let's uh, let's dive into our conquerors and busts, and we'll start with our quarterbacks. So Jared Goff led the pack this week with 41.1 fantasy points. Uh, 
you had the pleasure displeasure of going up against him. Yep. Uh, yep. Just bad, bad luck for you. Uh, Baker Mayfield yep. had a great game as well. 37 fantasy points. Aiden O'Connell, Thursday night football, 33.9 fantasy points. For what a game that was. What? A, <laughs> yes. Just, yes. Wow. But uh, they, they went from because they got shut out the week before. They, they did. didn't score yeah. a point in the week before. And they said, you know what? We're going to we're just going to get our average back to normal. And we're going to score in one game the 60 something points. So we and scored get 30 two people fired. <laughs> get two people fired. Yeah. Yeah. Just came in and dunked on them. Wow. Uh, Brock Purdy had 33.6 fantasy points. Uh, Gardner Minshew had 26.6. A lot of names on there that you wouldn't have expected. Like Aiden O'Connell, Gardner Minshew, Baker Mayfield. I know you and I were very low on Baker Mayfield coming into the season. Yes. He's certainly had a better season than we expected, without a doubt. Way, way beyond what we expected. I mean, he has good weapons there, and I think this... At the end of the day, it does show that Baker Mayfield is a competent quarterback. Is he an elite quarterback? No. But is he a great quarterback? Maybe not, but a good one? Yes. He's a good quarterback who every once in a while will do you well in fantasy. But he at least had a pretty consistent season with the weapons that he had. Yeah. Yeah. Some busts that we had this week. Dak Prescott, six fantasy points. That that was great to watch. Uh, the one uh, cowboy touchdown for Lamb couldn't even wasn't even a receiving touchdown. They handed it off to him, so I was like, yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah, I mean so that's much, one yeah. of those situations where you know it it affected you, but because the rest of your football players are actual football players, they were able to compensate for Dak Prescott's kind of lower week. Um, as we're going to go through and read other names on this list later that were on my team, uh, Dak Prescott had a low week. <laughs> Could have affected you. It was definitely, I'm sure, stressful. Kept your game close. But then he, you know, the rest of your team played like real football players. Yes, that is true. Uh, Dak Prescott has some, he is the only big name on this list, really, because everyone else is either a backup quarterback or not really someone we expect to do well. Because we got Bryce Young with seven and a half fantasy points. Desmond Ritter, 9.8. Sam Howell, 10.2. And Tommy DeVito at 10.6. So, did, you get, did you see any of the shots of his agent? I did, yeah. I, I, I have seen it. <laughs> absolute, yeah. absolute ridiculous. <laughs> he, he's, uh, just, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if it's a bit or that's how he always is. I, I don't know. I, I think he was probably playing it up for the camera a little bit. I'm sure yeah. it's like, it's probably one of those things where, that's close to what he is, but he hammed it up a little bit more for the camera. Yeah, maybe. Like you don't generally don't just have that stuff lying around. Like you'd have to probably no. go buy it. But <laughs> you know, uh, some t- uh, running back conquerors this week: Christian McCaffrey, thirty-nine point two. And can we just say, I, I just want to talk about this right now briefly, because uh, obviously Christian McCaffrey is amazing. He's been amazing all season. Um. Do you know who he plays in week 17? No. Arizona. <laughs> okay. One of the easiest running back matchups yeah. in the league. Yeah. I would be surprised 
I, I would be shocked if he does not score at least 30 points in week 17. I mean, he should, but, you know, uh, sometimes these things don't go. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, I think, has been consistent enough. He Maybe he's had one or two rough weeks, but I think he's consistent enough to, to say he probably will have a great week. Oh, I'm I'm terrified if I have to play the Christian McCaffrey manager in a week in the in the Super Bowl because I could lose solely because of Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> He's one of those players. He's a top draft pick for a reason. He can win you um, a game in fantasy easily. Yeah, I. Uh... Oh no! Wait, I'm sorry. He doesn't play them. Uh, Jalen Hurts plays. Uh, Jalen Hurts plays the Cardinals. Christian McCaffrey plays the Commanders, which is not any better. That's so, not better. <laughs> that's, no. not, that's not an I, For a second there, I thought, oh, is this going to be an improvement? That's not an improvement. The Commanders no. traded away all their good defensive players. Yeah, and Jalen Hurts, who I traded to this manager, plays plays the Cardinals. <laughs> and he's so. going to have one heck of a game. <laughs> but, <laughs> Double between, win. <laughs> between the two of them, on, genuinely... Between the two of them, that could be 70 points right there. Just between those two players. All he needs is everyone else to show up. And that game could be over. <laughs> yeah, like, and and we, you know, we know if they were on my team, they wouldn't show up. But because they're on anyone else's team, they'll probably show up. Yeah, no, that that is correct. Uh, speaking of not showing up when they were on your team, James Cook, 35 fantasy points. <laughs> Didn't do that when I had him. Nope. No, he did not. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, 23.8 fantasy points. Ty Chandler, 23.2, filling in for Alexander Madison. And he's looked very good. I would be kind of surprised mm-hmm. if Madison comes back and has a huge role in that offense. I would say at, at best, it's 50-50 moving forward. The way that that team operates, they move on from people really quickly, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and I mean, they're they're still fighting for for seeding so they want the most competitive team possible out there i would be surprised if they move away from ty chandler with how he's been yeah for the past two weeks yeah Yeah. and then kyron williams had himself another great week 22 fantasy points he uh i also get to go up against him this week so i'm i'm in for a just a smack in the mouth my team your opponent this week john John, (laughs) a a healthy jonathan taylor it looks like williams That's a tough running back room that you have to face. Then you've got Debo Samuel and Justin Jefferson in the receiving core. That's tough. It's going to be a tough week for you. Yeah. Yep. He has a lot of good matchups this week. So I'm really hoping someone just doesn't show up or just gets ejected. You know, like I don't want someone to get hurt, but you know, like they, they get into a fight and they get ejected right off the bat. That'd be great. <laughs> something yeah. something that would normally happen to you, I hope, happens Yeah, to something that would happen to me. Yeah, well, hey, at least this year, with me not being in the Super Bowl, it'll be a quiet week. Yeah, nothing eventful will happen in Week 17. Nope. Uh, some busts. Well, we had Bijan Robinson with negative 0.1 fantasy points in my starting lineup, so that was awesome. Uh, thank you, Arthur Smith. Najee Harris, 1.3 fantasy points. Zach Charbonnet, 1.6 fantasy points. Brees Hall, 2.3. And you and I had talked about that. Uh, the, the manager who who played you started Brees Hall over Raheem Mostert. And that was, a, mm-hmm. I think, a 17-point a difference. I think Mostert that was had 20 points. Early, that was an early moment where I thought, okay, great. Mostert 
played earlier on the bench, didn't score. Brees Hall's not having a great game. Like, okay, that's good. That's something that benefits me. Um, yeah, Brees Hall just, I mean, that Jets offense, they just can't, I don't know, they just can't do it. They just can't put anything together even when you think they should, even when you think they have a decent matchup. I think they're playing the Commanders this week. And, like, that's that's going to be what looks like a really easy matchup, but I can't trust the Jets right now. I don't know how anyone could. No. I I would be playing Brees Hall against the Commanders just because of how good of a matchup it is, and you hope last week was a one-off. But, yeah, it would be a, a scary ride for sure. I, uh, I, I will admit something to you, Mike, because I, I did want you to lose, obviously, because it makes my job a lot easier moving forward. Um, I was looking at your opponent's match uh, lineup earlier in the week, and I, was, and I was thinking to myself, I should message them and say, get Raheem Mostert in your lineup. Um, and, and I didn't, because I was like, no, like not my team, not my, not my choice. Yes, that's called I, collusion. Well, it's not called collusion. No. It 100% is. If you contact someone else in the league and tell them who to start and sit because of knowledge you have, that's that's collusion. You're No, 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 no. What, collusion would be me. No, collusion would be me telling them to lose on purpose so that I had or like that would be me trying to impact that. Me saying, "Hey, you should probably start this player instead of that one." That's not collusion. Yeah, um, so you're trying to impact the way a game en- ends up by by if someone else's choice who they want to start and sit. It's different if they listened to the show and took your advice. That's one thing. But to contact them one on one to give a piece of advice when it's not even not even preemptive, when someone isn't reaching out to you, which I think even that is a gray area. That to me is is your your colluding. You're doing something to say, hey, do this because it'll impact the outcome. No, I don't think that's collusion. Either way, I didn't do it, and I just let it ride. And what I would have suggested would would have been correct. It worked out for them anyways because of your team's personal issues. Um, But anyways, uh, I don't even remember where I was going with that story. Um, it, It worked out for you, I think, was where I was going, but unfortunately just didn't didn't end up in the same uh, in the in the outcome that you would have preferred you're you're a cheater is where you were going with that story just that's no that's, I didn't that's why do you it. were fumbling you didn't know where you're going you didn't do no, it yes, good on you yeah. good on you that some element of you went you know what it's not my team so I'll just stick to my team yeah exactly I was I was looking at it and I was a, and, and what I think happened is I think because we play on the NFL app, I think the manager optimized their team. And for whatever reason, when they optimized it, Brees Hall was projected to score more points than Raheem Mostert, which makes zero sense. Well, that sh- that should never be. I think the, the only thing I think the only thing the the app was thinking was that at the end of the day, regardless of how strong that offense is, the the Dolphins' defense has not been incredible this year. No, I I understand that, but Raheem Mostert is scoring touchdowns so consistently. Like he should, he was only projected to get ten points. Like that the that whole, doesn't make any sense to me. The whole league, the whole league, including you and everyone else on in our league, because I was in, I had Raheem Mostert. You were all down on Raheem Mostert. No one gave him respect all year. 
So it doesn't surprise me at all. No one has given Raheem Mostert until recently respect because he didn't drop off like everyone thought he would. Even at the beginning, I had people, the first couple games, I went like 4-0 or 5-0 to start the season. I had you and two, at least two other people, they're on my list, message me saying like, oh, well, you're just lucky because Raheem Mostert this and that and he's not that great. And even the team wants to trade away everyone and have a new running back. They don't even respect him. So that doesn't surprise me at all. No one respects Raheem Mostert. And he's, so he's my, my issue with Mo- wasn't with Moster. My issue was with Devon Achan and how explosive he was. And if he hadn't have been hurt and missed that chunk of time that he did, I, I 110% believe that he would have taken over from Moster because he, he was. He was having those huge games and Moster's playtime was going down. Which is but, a blatant disrespect because Moster had like 41 points and 25 points and 30 points like at the beginning of the year. So that's what I mean. Yeah, because you're right. That's exactly that's the what team they would doing have done. that. Yeah, yeah. The that's the team doing. Him. Yeah, exactly. so it's not me disrespecting him. I'm just going off of, and and that's why I told you back when I did, like you should probably trade Mostert, and then Han got hurt, so it ended up not happening. Um, but yeah, so maybe it is a bit of a bias there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Raheem Mostert should never have been projected below Brees Hall, and he should have been in Manders lineup, anyways. I didn't say anything because it's not my place. You you still lost. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it's not your place. No. Nope. Absolutely. Agreed on that. <laughs> uh, real quick, let's fire through the rest of these conquerors and busts. Uh, Jordan Addison, huge week, 26 points. Jalen Waddle did great without Tyree Kill at 24 points. Terry McLaurin, great game. Cooper Cup, 21 points. Glad to see he's finally doing something. That worked out well. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, 20 points. Zay Flowers, unfortunately, shot you in the foot, 1.2. His teammate, Odell Beckham, had 1.9 points. So it was just the passing, the uh, Ravens passing game as a whole, unfortunately, didn't do too well. Uh, Kadarius Tony continues to not know how to play football. And uh, Jahan Dotson was like the lone man out in the commander's passing game who didn't have a great, great game. Uh, tight end conqueror Sam Laporta had three touchdowns. I think he's the number one tight end on the year at this point in half PPR scoring. He might, uh, might maybe he's number two, but he's he is up there. So that has been the the treasure find. He is number one actually, just just by by about six points there. He's ahead of Hawkinson, so that is the the steal of the draft so far this year. Uh, David Njoku, twenty one point four fantasy points. He's having a huge comeback season. He's sitting at number five overall. Hunter Henry scored a touchdown. Again, Isaiah likely trying to do his best to replace Mark Andrews. It's not really working out for the team, but he's doing all right consistently for fantasy. And Trey McBride, 15.2 fantasy points, who I think was on your bench. Yep. Is that correct? Yeah. That is correct. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, Dalton Kincaid on my bench, zero fantasy points. So that, that was good for me. Uh, you're probably pretty happy you never traded for him before the deadline. 100%. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure what's on Kincaid. Well, I was watching that game, and for whatever reason, like they were throwing him the ball. He was just choosing not to catch it. I don't know what was going on there. Like they were like flying through 12, his hands. Because he's not a top 12 quarterback. It's too early to make. Well, of course, he's not a quarterback. Uh, sorry, uh, tight end. Not, <laughs> not a top. He's definitely not a top 12 quarterback. He's not a top 12 tight end. Like he's not. He, he's, it's too early. He's young. He's talented. He hasn't done enough. He had a couple good weeks, and because it's sports, we we like those streaks. 
And suddenly we crown people that they're amazing. Like, you know, he's just, he's, he's okay. And that, that offense is just not trusted outside of someone like Diggs. They're just not consistent enough. Well, Diggs has been terrible over the past few weeks too. So he sure has been, but yeah, earlier in the year, he, he was their guy. I mean, there's been no bill other than Allen. There's been no member of the bills other than Allen who's consistent on a week to week basis. Even James Cook, that was his first massive explosive week. He's not going to duplicate that. Probably not. No. He's going to have seven points <laughs> next week. Yeah. Like that's just the way their team is. It'll be Shakir who has that. And then it'll be Davis who hasn't done anything in weeks. Then it'll be Diggs, right? Like it'll be random. Yeah, more than likely. Uh, Logan Thomas, 1.2 fantasy points. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, 3.1. Evan Ingram, 4.8. Uh, that was pretty disappointing. I thought he was going to have a much better game than he did considering their matchup and how what Lawrence had played the week before. Um, but... That just that's been the theme with the Jaguars offense. Again, nobody's been consistent there either um, over a long period of time. But let's dive into our starts and sits for week uh, week sixteen there. So my quarterback start of the week is Justin Fields. Uh, he's back. He's healthy. He's playing the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals are a great defense to go up against in fantasy. Uh, I don't really know what more to say other than that. I mean. Whoever's playing the Cardinals, you should probably be playing, really. Uh, my start this week at quarterback is Baker Mayfield. Uh, he had a great week last week. I like that to continue this week against Jacksonville, who their defense has been really a shadow of what they normally were supposed to be um, and what they have been in the past. I think this has the potential to be a high offensive game. I don't know what's going on with Jacksonville's quarterback situation, but in terms of the the Bucks, I think Baker Mayfield and his weapons will have a good week this week. Uh, my sit for the week, Sam Howell. Uh, he has been playing pretty well, but he's going up against the Jets defense. They are one of the toughest defenses to pass on. Uh, don't be fooled by last week. The commander's offense is not the Dolphins offense. A lot of good offenses struggle to pass against the Jets, and I fully expect that to happen this week with uh, with Sam Howell. So I would I would probably leave him and I'd probably leave a lot of the commanders' offensive options on your bench this week. Yeah, I wouldn't play any commanders. Uh, my sit this week at quarterback, Russell Wilson. I really don't like that matchup against New England. They still have a fantastic defense. They do a good job of stopping quarterbacks from making big plays. Russell Wilson is not one to get more than 150 yards a week anyway. Um, I expect him to be under a lot of pressure, maybe throw a couple picks. So do not start Russell Wilson. Well, on the opposite side of the field there, my start of the week at running back, Ezekiel Elliott. The Broncos have a terrible rush defense. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, well, the running back position has been the only thing for the Patriots that has been consistently good all uh, all season. It was Ramondre, and since he's gone, Elliott has had one extremely good week and one meh week. Um, I think he's going to be a lot closer to the extremely good end this week against the, the Broncos. I don't know that it'll be a competitive game the entire way. I do expect the Patriots to end up losing this matchup. Uh, just that's the theme of the Patriots this season. But I think the defense can can keep it close long enough that Ezekiel Elliott will be heavily involved throughout a good chunk of the matchup, and he he should do just all right for you. My running back start this week is James Cook. Despite what I said about him a few seconds ago, I do think this is a good matchup. Now that the Bills have established he's good, 
as a running back, now that they know they can add running as part of their game, they're going to want to include that getting ready for the playoffs. They're playing a Chargers team that are depleted. They're beaten down. They don't have much going for them. I think the Bills will be able to run all over them. So start James Cook again this week. My running back sit of the week is Austin Eckler. I, I genuinely think right now, if you have him on your team, he has probably hurt you more than helped you for the past for the season, I guess, really. I mean, he's had, what, one one game where he looked what we expect Austin Eckler to be like? May, yeah, maybe two, like, decent games. Maybe two? The rest yeah. of the season was really bad, like, not great at least, or at least a shadow of what he's supposed to be, yeah. Yeah, like, like there's a very good chance if Austin Eckler is one of your main running backs and you held on to him the entire season, you did not make the playoffs. Or if you did, you got five points from him this week. Yeah. That, like, he had one of the best running back schedules in fantasy football for the leading up to the playoffs and through the playoffs. And he is, I don't think, scored more than 10 points in any of his matchups. I, I might be wrong on that, but, like, he has not played well. Um, and this week they're going up against the Bills. I think. This is a team that has nothing really to play for. They don't have their coach anymore. They prob- I don't think they'll have Keenan Allen this week. Maybe they will. I don't see why they would. Um, and the Bills are just going to stomp them. Like This is going to yeah. be just an absolute rout. I, I don't think Austin Eckler is going to have a, a good game. So I would leave him on the bench, and hopefully you have a better option you can pivot to. My sit this week for running back is Javante Williams. Pretty much the same reasons I gave for Wilson. I really don't think that this is going to be a good game for the Broncos against New England. I know they're probably favored, um, but I think New England is going to make it really tough for them to establish any sort of pattern offensively. Even if they end up winning the game, I don't think it's going to be consistent how they can score their points. So you can keep Javante Williams on the bench this week. My wide receiver start of the week, DJ Moore to pair with my Justin Fields start of the week. Uh, They've continued to have that great connection between the two of them. This is a great matchup. I think DJ Moore is an absolute smash start this week. My start this week for wide receiver is Rasheed Rice. I think with Sky Moore going uh, on injured reserve and they will not trust Tony ever again. Um, Rice is clearly uh, a number two target for Mahomes right behind Travis Kelsey. I like the matchup for them this week, and I think the Chiefs are a team that know that they need to win these last two weeks, uh, last couple of weeks, sorry, before heading in to uh, the playoffs. So Rasheed Rice, I think, is going to have a great week. And I really hope you're wrong because I'm also playing him this week. So Yep, also in there. <laughs> not a bad flex option uh, considering Neil's other no. receivers. That's not a bad uh, third receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my sit of the week for wide receiver is Marquise Brown. Uh, I, I don't think he's finished the past two games that he's played due to heel injury. That offense is in shambles. He hasn't been able to do anything. Trey McBride is the main guy now for the passing game. If, if you still have him on your team, I, I think you could probably just cut him, really. Uh, but definitely, you shouldn't be starting him. My sit for this week for wide receiver is Josh Palmer. I know he showed a little bit of chemistry with the backup quarterback there for the Chargers, but I just don't think they're going to have much of an offensive game this week. It's a tough matchup against the Bills, so I think you should leave him on the bench this week. My tight end start of the week, Hunter Henry. Uh, I think if you're going to start someone in the receiving game for the Patriots, he should be the only one that you start. It's a good matchup against the Broncos defense. He scored a touchdown last week. 
he is targeted in the red zone. So I think he's probably the best bet for uh, receiving touchdown there. And let's face it, unless you have one of uh, one of the elite tight ends, you're you're just going off of matchups. And I think Hunter Henry is a pretty good matchup this week. Yeah, I think that's a good matchup. Uh, my tight end start this week is Isaiah Likely. Had a great week last week. I think Baltimore's offense is really starting to move the ball well here. They look really good as a team. I think he's a pretty safe bet that he's going to get targeted again. Um, I know it's a tough matchup against San Francisco, but we saw what Arizona's tight end was able to do there. I think that is a good option, a good throwdown option when everything else gets covered. Uh, Likely, I think, is going to have a good week uh, against the 49. And my tight end sit for the week is Dalton Schultz. I think if CJ Stroud misses this week, uh, their offense just isn't the same without him. He's he's the main guy for their their offense and their passing game. I think they'll rely a lot on the run. Dalton Schultz takes a huge step back, even with the lack of competition with uh, if Nico Collins misses again and Tank Dell out. I still don't think you can trust him without uh, CJ Stroud in the lineup. And my sit this week is Logan Thomas. We already talked about the Commanders. They're just an awful offensive team. They can't get anything going. Um, I don't expect their game this week to be a high-scoring one against the Jets. Neither offense is looking very good. So I think if you have any other option, put Logan Thomas on the bench this week. And that will do it for our Week 16 Starts and Sits. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. Stay safe.